đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you Hello guys, welcome to this week's episode of Team Camera, my radio today. Well, this is the second episode for our season two, actually. Hope you guys enjoy our Monday's podcast. I sure do enjoy putting up the podcast after my meeting. I came up meeting, and as you may know, school's coming back next week. At least for the college people, okay? Who's in Dallas College or whatever. And in couple two in two in couple two weeks, well, I'm gonna be doing a podcast again in the SGA in the SGA itself. So I'm pretty excited for the for the podcast. And also hope you guys enjoyed the other podcast and this podcast as well that we do on Monday and Friday. And the other podcast we're gonna Tuesday. And we're gonna get straight in. So Hong Kong Democrats Owen Chow awaiting national security trial has bail revoked for violating terms. So, Owen Chow, who's one of the 47 Democrats charged last year under the national security law, has had his bail revoked and will be returned to custody on Thursday. Acting Chief Magistrate Peter Law ruled that Chow has breached bail terms by publishing speech that has seen as endangering national security. And if I can get my computer to be working, there you go. He was rearrested on Wednesday while reporting to the North, Pol- North Point Police Station, where a video interview with the officer was arranged, according to his Facebook page. Local media, including Standard and Oriental Daily, report that his latest arrest was in connection and continued publishing political comments on social media, including remarks about the August 31st incident in 2019 to incite hatred towards the government. With Charles bail revoked, only 14 of the 47 defendants remain on bail, apart from Chow. The others spent more than 300 days behind bars awaiting for their subversion, Chow. Under court reporting restrictions, written and broadcast reports only limit to including results of the bail proceeding, the name of the person applying for bail and their representation and offenses and the offense concerned. Jerome applied for the reporting restriction to be lift, but law rejected the request. He says some of the defendant's speech were irrelevant to the case and may involve other offenses. On August 31st last year, he posted a, a photo of a right police deploying pepper spray inside the train carriage at the Prince Edward MTR station with hashtag of the date as a caption. Reports also said that Chow was accused of twisting remarks made by, by security chief Chris Tong and assigned people not to leave home or cast ballots in the last December Patriot-only Legislative Council. And I don't know why my team is up. Let me switch it off. Like I said, stuff comes up every time. Okay. On December 19, Chow quoted Tong's warning as a possible terrorist attack. What? On polling days and said it, it was you who told us to stay home. If you feel scared, a comment el- elig- allegedly made by the police 
phone operator during a 2019 Yunlong attack. Yes, that's what happened. Why would the police ask people to stay home? They could go out anytime and it was an undiscriminate attack. And as you may don't know, July 21st, 2019, uh, we did a podcast this back in July. Over 100 rod-wielding men stormed Yunlong MTR station, leaving 45 people injured, including journalists, protesters, community, and also former pro-democracy lawmaker Lam Chuteng. Police were criticized for responding slowly to the incident, with, with some officers were seen leaving the scene or interacting with white-clad men. The official account of the incident evolved over a year, with authorities already claiming that it was a gang fight. Of course, he was granted bail last June, after spending four months in custody awaiting his subversive trial in which is the primaries that was held by the pro-democracy camp ahead of the 2020 um, legislative council election, which was postponed until December of last year. Hong Kong's High Court had ordered Chow to follow the list of bail conditions, including not making any speeches or behavior that could be seen endangering national security. He was also banned from participating in any election or contacting any foreign officials. Which is kind of stupid, which is really stupid because you want to know why it's stupid? It's because if you can't imagine you talk to your friend in America or something, or talking to family members who in America, is that considered to be subversion or considered to be foreign interference? That's what I would like to know. Why are you creating crimes that makes no sense whatsoever? Security. So what's, we have a security law. Hong Kong defunct Tiananmen's massacre vigil group could be represented by the government by in court. Not fair, of course. Hong Kong will discuss the possibility of a government body representing the now defunct group behind the Tiananmen massacre vigils and the upcoming national security law trial. The Hong Kong Alliance, which was disbanded last September, struck off of the company's registry a month later, was not represented in the court. Three of the former leaders appear in front of acting Chief Magistrate Peter Law. The group was charged under the, under Beijing's post-national security law for allegedly, allegedly inciting subversion along with its former chairperson, Lei Chat-yan, and former chairs Chao Han-dong and Albert Ho. The course of se- um, sessions on Monday touched upon the legal status of the alliance, the first defense of the case, and ASAP is now disbanded and delisted from the company's registry. Law said that according to section 3601 of the of the company's winding up and miscellaneous provision ordinance, the officials receiver should represent the alliance in future court dates. Senior counsel Robert Lee, representing the official receiver, said that it would be more time to clarify the legal status of the alliance and decide whether it represents the now defunct organization. Richard Choi Yucheng, a former standing committee member of the Alliance, who is currently behind bars over last year's behind uh, bans uh, vigil, also appeared in court on Monday as an interested party. While Choi said he wanted to continue his role in the case as an interested party until the Alliance had a representative, Law said that Choi was not an appointed representative of the Alliance and did not have a right to act on behalf of the court. Lei Chut Yan, Chao, and Ho all posted suggestions, saying that it might harm their interests as a co-defendant in the case. Having 
the official receiver representing the dead person, the Alliance, but they were never in touch with them while it was alive, said Lee. We watched this person, the Alliance, grow to grow up together, but we cannot speak. Toby representing herself said it was a self-prosecution if the official receiver represented the Alliance as if the department was bringing charges against the group. While saying, saying that he understood the defense concern, Law said it was not the proper stage in a legal proceeding for them to bring up complaints and barred them from giving statements on February 10th when the court would discuss who represents the Alliance. The acting chief magistrate also sets for February 14th as a return day to deal with the procedures for transferring the case to the court of first instance. While Trio did not apply for bail, Charlie retained her right to review her bail status and will appear in court on January 19th, which is just next week, so we'll see how it goes. But it gets even worse. So the first Hong Kong activist jailed under the national law drops his appeal and a surprise move. Hong Kong activist Tong Yingke, the first person jailed under the national security law for inciting secession and committing terrorist act, had withdrawn his appeal against his conviction for a nine-year sentence. Tong former representative, senior counsel Clay, Cliff Grossman, told Hong Kong Free Press on Thursday that his that the 24-year-old had decided not to pursue a legal challenge a few months ago, but did not give an exact date. The judiciary website searches made using the the initial cases of Tong's appeals, CAC, CACC 175, 2021, showed there is no hearing dates scheduled for the case. Originally scheduled to be heard in March, the appeal had was would be the, been the first ever attempt to take issue with the legislation imposed on Hong Kong by Beijing less than two years ago. Aside from secession and terrorism, the law also targets subversion and collusion with foreign forces. According to Grossman, Grossman Tong informed the court about his decision by writing a letter from prison and did not offer any explanation to his legal team, which was retained using legal aid. The senior counsel said he had no idea why his client chose to drop the appeal and he learned that about the withdrawal when he received a letter from the court and he did not has not met Tong since then, he said. Asking people shocked by Tong's decision, Grossman, who did also defended Tong in the landmark national security trial last year, replied, shocking is a bit of a strong word. I would say it was surprising. The activist was behind bars in July last year after spending more than a year and custody following his arrest on July 1st, 2020, which is the year when Hong Kong returned to Communist China. On that day, he drove a motorcycle with a flag reading Liberate Hong Kong Revolution at Times into three policemen during a protest in Wang Jai hours after the national security came into force. During the 15-day trial at the High Court, the persecution and defense summoned several academics to debate the meaning of eight-word slogan, which is eventually ruled as a capable of deciding artists to commit secession. Tong acts up ramming his vehicles into the police, on the other hand, has a serious jeopardized public safety or security. The three-judge panel, panel ruled. Last November, the court appeal arranged Tong appeal, appeal hearing to take place on March 22nd and 23rd. 
Justice of Appeal Derek Pung instructed his lawyers to file their written submission by mid-January, followed by a response from the Department of Justice two weeks later. During the November hearing, Tong was represented by two new, by new solicitors firm founded by Vincent To. Yes, a former member, a former member of the Shenzhen Committee of the Beijing's Political Advisory Body, that reached out to the firm for comments on Tong's appeal withdrawal. Local media report at the time that a representative was signed by the Legal Aid Department, which saw a recent administrative revamp, including assigning lawyers to legal aid applicants rather than allowing them to pick who represents them. I don't know why he would withdraw his his appeal because he would have been he would have been out in prison at the time. He could probably do a lot of things about it. And secu- so another security law news ex leaders of the Hong Kong student activist group to face another month in custody as a case was adjourned. Why do we keep adjourning cases? What is the point of adjourning it? Three former Leaders of the now-defunct pro-democracy student group charged under the Beijing's imposed national security law will spend another month in custody after their cases were adjourned on Thursday to allow more time for the defense to go through documents presented by the persecution. Student politicism, former convener Wong Yaqing, former Secretary General Chan Chi Sum, and former spokesperson Alice Wong and Jessica Chu appeared at the district court and a front handpicked national security judge Guo Waiking. The group was accused of conspiring to incite subversion under the national security law, which was also out which is which also outlawed things like subsession and collusion with foreign forces, terrorist acts, subversion, espionage, all those things, which were broadly defined including disruption of transport and other infrastructure. All four were arrested and charged in September last year. Jessica Chu was the only defendant to grant bail a month later, with remaining three remanded in custody for close to four months now. The persecutor told Kuo that the defense barrister needed more time to read through the documents provided by the persecution, which were handed over last Friday. The case was adjourned to, fr- to February 17th, after Kwok denied Chu's application to change her severity, but extended her bail. Superdism announced its disbandment in last September last year, days after four were charged and detained. Five people were charged with conspiring to take part in a riot during a 12-day police siege of Polytechnic University in 2019. Also saw their cases adjourned after persecution handed more than 5,000 pages of documents. Lam Mingyu, Kung Chou Yup, Kung Siu Hei, Chen Yu Yi, and Chang Chou Chiu also appeared in front of Kwok on Thursday. All five were granted bail last April following their arrest and persecution in March. Kung Chou Yup representative told Kwok, that more time was required by all defendants to examine paperwork served by, by the persecution, including WhatsApp messages and a CCTV video and screenshots. The barrister also said that it, they would like to obtain audio recordings transcribed by the persecution to ensure that the transcript were accurate. 
the five will appear in court again on March 29th, more than a year after they were charged. And for those who don't know, on November 2019, violent clashes between protesters and police erupted at Poly U as student, demonst- as student protesters called for a citywide strike and class boycott during their pro-democracy demonstration. The confrontation lasted for 12 days as police tried to enter the campus. More than 1,300 people have been arrested in connection with the siege. And now that this also led to the pro-democracy winning winning their majority in the district council. And what can we say about about Carrie Lam? Hong Kong is creating more national security crimes. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says this is what she says actually, not me. Hong Kong will outlaw a host of new national security crimes. The city leader said Wednesday that she. As she presided over the first sessions of the new Patriot-only legislature scrubbed of political opposition, Law also added a new sweeping national security law imposed directly on Hong Kong by Beijing that transformed the international finance uh, finance hub and power authority to carry out a widespread crackdown on dissidents. The current national security, um, security law outlaws four crimes, session, subversion, terrorism, and colluding with foreign forces. But on Wednesday, yes, on Wednesday, Chief Executive Carrie Lam confirmed that her government will create new local legislation that meets Article 23 of Hong Kong's mini constitution, which calls for the city to pass its own national security laws. But, for, but she did not outline of what new crimes would be. But specific crimes on Article 23 list of treason, sessions, sedition, subversion, and theft of state secrets. It also includes prohibiting any foreign political organization from conducting political activities in Hong Kong or local political organizations establish ties with overseas political bodies. I don't believe it. Why? Just freaking tell me why. And if you guys remember about the TMN statue, they replaced it with a seating area. Sounds stupid, alright? The University of Hong Kong, or HKU, has built a, what appears to be a seating area at the site of the Nauru Mook Tiananmen Massacre Monument after the university removed the pillow of shame from its campus in the middle of the night last month. Following demand last October that the monument would be removed. Hong Kong youth cited safety reasons and legal risks under the city's colonial era crimes ordinance after tearing its own statue itself while students were on break. The site where the statue was erected has been surrounded by yellow barricades since the statue removal. Photos obtained by Hong Kong Free Press show that there are round benches and tables placed in the area, but barricades had been barricades have been yet to be removed. Jen Gao Sao, creator of the statue who claims ownership of it, said after the statue the sculpture removal that he was totally shocked at the Hong Kong University is currently destroying the pillow of shame. Former chief of Hong Kong U Council, Arthur Lee, said on commercial radio in early January that the pillow of shame was a scam and irrelevant to the crackdown. What scam? I don't get why it's a scam anyway. The TMS Grand Massacre occurred on June 4, 1989, ending months of student-led demonstration in China. It estimated that hundreds, perhaps thousands, died when the, P- when the PLA cracked down on protesters in Beijing, for those who don't know. The damage sculpt- 
hit back at the criticism and said that he created the pillow of shame with intention to create a monument that remembers various landmark crimes against crimes crimes against humanities around the world. The same sculpture was was to be erected in several different places in the world to mark these crimes, said Galshot, and in a statement published earlier in January. And what do we have for today? And we're gonna keep on reading it. And we have we have uh, we have a very long minute, so we're gonna keep reading it. And you guys can look it up yourself. It's quite long, so so you guys can can read it as well. And a lot of things, and very good news at least. I guess it's good news. Human rights group urges countries to join the diplomatic boycott of Beijing's 2020 Winter Olympic, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Beijing is using the upcoming Winter Olympics to sport wash and gloss over its horrible human rights record, the head of the Human Rights Watch warned, urging countries to join a diplomatic boycott. The United States, Britain, Australia, and Canada has announced the diplomatic boycott of the Games, set to begin on February 4th, which is a couple weeks, over what they consider to be a widespread rights abuse by China and Queen against the Muslim Uyghur minority, minority in Xinjiang including the Tibetans in the Tibet region and also Hong Kong as well. And don't forget about Taiwan. It's not part of China, but they always keep threatening Taiwan for no reason. The Human Rights Watch Executive Director Kenneth Roth insists that other countries should refrain from sending senior officials to the Olympics to help spotlight the mass atrocities in the province as well China crushing basic freedom in Hong Kong. The Chinese government is clearly using to clearly trying to use the Beijing Olympics to whitewash or to sport wash its horrible oppression, he told AFP, American Free Press. And in an interview ahead of the Thursday publication of the Human Rights Watch annual record, he said the Human Rights Watch was not calling for athletes to boycott games, but insisted that countries would not pretend that everything is normal. At a minimum, the international community should join the diplomatic boycotts of the Olympics. Roth also insisted that, Olymp- that Olympic sponsors should take a stand, rather, rather in a sense announcing that that this announcing this whitewash, they should be spotlighting what's going on in Xinjiang. Campaigners, at least one million, say at least one million Uyghurs or, or other and other mostly Muslim minorities have been incarcerated in re- and quote unquote free education camps in the far western region. Of course. Beijing has has defended the camp versus as a vocational training center aimed at reducing the appeal of Islamic extremism. They don't even know what that means. They're just doing the work. They're not even ter- they're not terrorizing anybody. Beyond diplomacy, Rob said said companies who have moral obligation to resist the abuse taking place in Xinjiang. Every company should should be doing what it can be avoided endorsing or legitimizing the Chinese government pressure. He says slamming car maker Tesla recent decision to open a dealership in the province as an early tone death. He emphasized in particular that every company should ensure that their ch- supply chains are not complicit in the forced labor that has become so prevalent in Xinjiang. Ralph Harold Washington decision to ban the imports of goods from the province unless it can be demonstrated that has no forced labor can be used in the, in the production and urge other companies to do the same. 
The Human Rights Watch chief said that there seemed to be growing willingness among some countries to criticize China before the United Nations in New York and Geneva. He voiced hope that the Office of UN Rights Chief Michelle Bachelet would soon publish a long-delayed report of human rights of rights abuses in Xinjiang, potentially inspiring a broader coalition of countries to speak out at the same time. Rob lamented the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres, Guterres, who is scheduled to attend the U- the Winter Olympics opening ceremony, has been absolutely silent and refuses to speak critically about the Chinese government. This is an enormous word failure. Because it is an enormous failure, okay? So we're gonna... We got two more news. Um, Okay, we're gonna do the first news is... There's a lot of things... A lot of controversy about uh, Judge Judge Crop in Michigan right now. Um, I heard the news and it really got me angry. The person who actually um, I'm gonna look it up and ask me know the person has cancer. The person has cancer. Lip not cancer actually. She's a an abuse who we nickname her the heartless judge. Literally, a semi-two-year-old over an unkempted lawn. Literally, she was condemned online because of a virtual hearing. Um, um, she was issued a ticket back in August of 2021. She accepted. She refused to accept the man's explanation that he's that his treatment made him too weak to do yard work, which led the people dub her the heartless and deplorable, and she is. There's a law judge on there. But I'm not gonna read the name. But there, you guys can look at yourself. There's a plenty, plenty of people that are considered much more heartless than her. They're they're part of the same category anyway. We're gonna go back to Hong Kong news now. So Hong Kong police switch from switch to Chinese style goose stepping to show patriotism. Hong Kong entire police force will switch now from the colonial or era British marching drills to the goose-stepping scene on the Chinese mainland. The city force said Friday, citing the need to show officers patriotism. The stiff-legged march technique was publicly demonstrated by Hong Kong on, October, on April 15th during the National Security Education Day, designated to march Beijing's imposed law that empowered a crackdown dissent. The force had actively planned for a full rollout of Chinese-style foot drills in order to show patriotism and foster love for our motherland and Hong Kong, which is what the police told AFP in a statement Friday. Staff on the Chinese People's Liberation Army barracks in Hong Kong has been has been teaching the city's the city's police officers techniques since February 2021. Police have have used goose step. Good stepping in ceremonies and parades, but it will become part of the officers' daily routines from July 1st, the same day Hong Kong's March's 25th anniversary since the former British colony handed back to China. The Hong Kong Police College also hosted workshops for frontline officers on goose stepping and flag raising in the second quarter of this year, according to the statement. On Thursday, Hong Kong's firefighters also announced in the annual report they will be switching to a similar before the end of the month. Officers from Hong Kong's Customs and Excise, Immigration and Correctional Service Department also demonstrate goose-stepping as part of the ceremony. 
the goose-stepping marching style, where uniform officers kick straight leg in a robot manner, which is used by uh, by Prussian soldiers, has become a hallmark of the authoritarian, authoritarian regime, including Nazi Germany, the Soviet Union, the People's Lib- the People's Republic of China, uh, Vietnam, and many other countries as well. And one last news for today, because why not? Because I'm giving you guys news. And I'm happy about that. At least I'm giving you guys something. So, expatriates um, rally for Hong Kong press freedom across the UK as scuffles severely condemned by Chinese embassy. Hong Kong's liver, um, Hong Kongers living in the UK have organized a series of human change protest assemblies in 11 cities, mostly in the UK. It followed by a national security police raid on Stan News and the rest of seven people connected to the outlet including current and former members of the of his senior staff. Expatriates ex- expanding from Edinburgh to Bristol rallied throughout throughout January in support of the of reporters and press freedom back home. On Sunday, a human chain march in Manchester ended in a scuffle between Hong Kong and individuals from mainland China. Beijing Embassy in Britain issued a statement to condemn verbal threats and violence against its citizens. Images posted by activist groups and Hong Kong citizen journalists in the UK shows crowd for, formed human chains in various cities. The eight events that took place from early January until last Sunday were ten, attended by around 3,200 people in total. One of the organizers was Freeman Wu from the group Britons in Hong Kong, told Hong Kong Free Press. At the demonstration in, the, in Leeds, which is one of the cities in, um, in Britain, last Monday, doesn't gather outside Victoria Quarter. People, including children, were holding signs read journalism is not a crime and telling the truth is not a crime. Some held held up photos of people arrested of people's arrested, including pro democracy singer Denise Ho, a former co editor of the defunct digital news outlet. At the demonstration in Kingston, another city as well, fifteen year old Terry Ho, who moved to the UK on a BNO visa, told SW Londoner that press freedom was under fire. They can they change all the media. They they take away all the freedom of speech. There is no more freedom of speech in Hong Kong. The seven stand stand news figures were arrested on suspicions of breaching colonial area crime ordinance by conspiring to publish seditious publication. She was there Carrie Lam has said the move was unrelated to press freedom. Three more more events are slated for this weekend in Britain, including one in London. One of the events in Manchester last Sunday, however, ended in a confrontation as protesters and two Mandarin-speaking women clashed. Clark Lung, a volunteer at the event who said that he received a political asylum in the UK, told Hong Kong Free Press that at least four disputes had broken out between participants and people from mainland China that afternoon. Some protesters felt uncomfortable being photographed up close. They requested the image be removed. He said, while rally volunteers tried to mediate. We were afraid that they would upload the photos on Chinese social media. It was to ensure safety of the participants, he said. Between 500 to 600 people formed a human chain that stretched more than 800 meters that day, he said. A live stream posted by a page Free Hong Kong Media shows tensions rising between two Mandarin-speaking women and protesters after one woman started filming protesters with her mobile phone. Look at this. Look, this per- look, this is the person who wants to split our country. She is, was her saying 
end of the video. Remember everyone, everyone went up their faces. Moments later, a man dressed in black holding an umbrella charged at the woman and struck her arm. The video shows a group of people immediately pulling away the man and huddled her, around her. Police briefly took the person into custody, but released him after reviewing surveillance that proved that he was not the assailant, Lynn said. The man seen striking the woman was a participant at the event, but not a volunteer for the organizer, making it difficult to control his actions, he added. A spokesperson for the Manchester police said in an email to the Hong Kong Free Press that a 25-year-old man had been arrested for common assault and criminal damage following disturbance between a man and a woman. Not that he was released without further action. There were no injuries and the inquiries are ongoing, the department said. However, a woman claimed to be to be one involved in an incident told Hong Kong-based state-backed outlet dot, dot, news during an interview that she had left a statement with the police and her injuries has been has been attended to a, to a hospital. She believed the group support Hong Kong independence and did not want her to shop beauty shop a beauty parlor to appear in the videos, she said. This is not just an assembly, it's an escalated to personal attacks and so on discrimination. I was filmed to keep records and some evidence, she said, adding that some people at the scene said that they would beat her to death. She tried to grab a bag worn by a man who struck her, but a group of per people had forcibly forced her fingers from it and assaulted her, she said. The names, addressed it, and, and birth months of the beauty parlor's director were posted on forum and social media. The copies was flooded with malicious negative online reviews and fraudulent bookings afterwards, she said. In defense of the personal data posted online, Lung was Lung said it was taken from from pu uh, publicly available company records and therefore cannot constitute an invasion of privacy. The Chinese ambassador to, Hong to the UK issued a statement on Wednesday that relating to the incident, incident condemning cyberbullying, doxing, and death threats made against the victims by Hong Kong independence rioters. Doxing is a form of online harassment that involves revealing um, private data as well. We strongly we express strong dismay and severely condemn such despicable criminal acts. This isn't for review the ugly face of violence, law-breaking, Hong Kong independence elements, the statement read. The riot organizer, Manchester Center of Hong Kong, said in the statement that it was not condone, it does not condone harassment, but the dispute was provoked by the women heckling. Meanwhile, Wu, who's one of the organizers at the January rallies, said they hoped to stop similar conflict from occurring at upcoming events by increasing the numbers of volunteers. Mainland China, always, when mainland China comes here, they always see these kind of protests like, oh, it's a, oh, it's a subversion, oh, it's this and that. There's a lot of things that these mainlands just put charges and they, they throw in your face every time. So whatever they say is just, is about ignorance, okay? They listen to toe in line with the communist government. And thank you for, guys for tuning in. And if you guys enjoy hearing this podcast, make sure to tune in for more podcasts coming every Monday and Friday. This is Team Caramel Radio, and we'll see you guys next time. This is Team Caramel Radio, signing out. <laughs> on every Monday and every Friday. And host my radio. Welcome to the show.
Thank you.